Hello and welcome to Boozy Book Reports, a simple podcast where we revisit childhood classics while drinking copious amounts of alcohol. We're your hosts, Beth and Sam. And this month we're reporting on Goosebumps, Night of the Living Dummy by R.L. Stein, first published in 1993. Terrifying. I, mostly, yeah. <laughs> so quick podcast update. If you didn't notice, we've been we've been tardy. We've been absent. Yeah. We've been um, playing hooky. Not out of school suspension, though. No, because we are good girls. <laughs> you know, <Too> good. <laughs> we, we got a horse girl and a rule follower. So we are we are. Yeah. We're there. Maybe too many hobbies, too many things to do. Yeah. Um, I also just want to blame the fact that after three years of being COVID free, your girl finally got hit um, by an unnamed uh, co-worker who is still on my list, uh, maybe forever. Who maybe you threatened to kick out of your office. (laughs) Probably. So um, that was super fun. I'm still kind of dealing with the aftermath. And so anyway, but we're back and I'm super excited because we have a a great lineup of books to come, reports to come, drinks to be had. So we're back at it, baby. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to start off the night with some drinks. As always, Sam has created two spooky, (gasps) spooky cocktails. (laughs) It's it's spooky season. Yes. Spooky, scary skeletons. Oh my gosh. There's a very good like remix of that song. We oh. should just. Is it inappropriate? No, it's just, okay. it's just that song it's set just, to like a, a beat. Okay. Yeah, it's very good. We listen to it in my house. Okay. So, you know, I acknowledge that you had been sick and yes. that was unfortunate. So I made you a penicillin. Nice. And what's yeah. in this bad boy? It's beautiful in color. Well, it, yeah, it's a nice little pale yellow. It's uh, lemon juice and a honey ginger syrup and scotch, which I am not a scotch drinker. So this is not, well, let's just. Okay, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. It's tangy. I hate oh. scotch. I don't know if I like that scotch aftertaste. It always tastes like a Sharpie to me. Mm. It tastes like drinking Sharpies. It's in, It's It's different. Yeah, I don't think I'd reach for this often, but it it's good. It's actually kind of refreshing. Well, and the it, lemon's good. I, it's the scotch because oh. it tastes like a delicious lemonade that somebody steeped a Sharpie in. Mm. I I I kind of like what it's doing in my throat. I'm wondering if this is going to help, I mean, help my baby cough. It's basically a Ricola in a cocktail, mm. like the honey and the ginger. Oh, okay. That's why it's a penicillin. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. Good job, Sam. Sam's face Thanks. is like what I, my face normally looks like. Of course. The <laughs> one that... <laughs> so my brother-in-law is a big Scotch fan. And my brother thought it would be very cool because he saw Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. And obviously Ron Swanson is the epitome of <laughs> manhood. I don't oh, know. True. So he got a bottle of Lagavulin, like a nice bottle of Scotch. Like maybe it was when he got a new job. I think he spent like over $100 on this bottle. Oh. Tried it. Mm-hmm. Hates it. Oh, no. He's always like, what do I do with this? Oh, no. Well, you're supposed to sip it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's try. So this is, that's supposed to cure you. I'm cured. Oh, I'm so pumped for this one. Okay, the other one is, we went with, these are both two classic cocktails. Uh, The other one's a Sazerac. So I was thinking spooky season, voodoo, New Orleans, Sazerac. So I've had this bottle of Uncle Nearest rye for Mm -hmm. a while that I've been holding out. You know, basically holding on for this drink. So so it's rye. It's rye. It's Peychaud's bitters. It's uh, sugar cube. And oh, you rinse the glass with absinthe. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Sweet baby. Jesus. 
I love that's, it. That's a put your hair on your chest cocktail. <laughs> this is just a shot. I feel like we swapped on these two. Like, yes, it is mostly just a shot. There's oh, there's a little water in it. I mean, <laughs> oh baby, <laughs> going back wow. to the penicillin. Yeah. Cure you. <laughs> Need a chaser. Oh my gosh. That's intense. I love it. That's oh. my jam. Yeah, our palettes are very different. <laughs> very different. It's like a spicy old fashioned. And I love an old fashioned, especially in the fall. I have cardamom yeah. bitters, make a cardamom old fashioned. That is true. You've mentioned old fashions before. There, it, like summer drink is either some sort of gin lemonade business or a margarita and winter is an old fashioned. Yeah. I mean, this feels fall. This feels thick of fall. Like yeah. leaves are crunching on the ground. You're in a knitted sweater that's yes. chunky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have candles. When I drink this at home, mm-hmm. it's like I'm sitting in my living room. Mm. The cats are purring. Yeah. I have a candle set out that I also have to bat the cat away from because he decides that it looks fun. You know, oh, yeah. cat I mean, stuff. Cat, cat life. Um, but, yeah. And on one of these, good neat. That's like a fantastic evening. Okay. I do have to say the penicillin, man, I keep reaching for it, which never happens. Yeah. I am so am I, surprised. Am I, a, am I a, what is this, scotch? No, this is, you're a, yeah, I'm a scotch, scotch girl. You're a scotch girl. Oh, I thought I was just a vodka girl. You know? <gasps> My brother-in-law, <laughs> Scott, is going to be so stoked about this. <laughs> he's He knows how I feel about scotch and yeah. he kind of makes fun of me for I it. I kind of like the tang. It is Look very tangy. It's okay. good. We did fresh lemon juice tonight and everything. It was You know, because scotch nice. is whiskey, right? Like if, yeah, like it's like an aged, but they're yeah. like the same family. Your cousins, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the first shot I ever took was with my my dad in the kitchen. I think I was eighteen or nineteen, and it was I think wild something, wild turkey. Yeah, wild turkey. Oh, we did a boy. shot of whiskey together. Oh boy! And I How I did, did not feel? hold my own. Yeah, <laughs> I, I probably got a half shot, but anyway, oh, anyway. Back to spooky season. Yeah, we're gonna start with the back of the book. Sam's gonna read. Um, so everybody that. Uh, that doesn't know what we're about to get into does if you haven't read this a literary classic before yeah it turns out one of our co-workers has read it she oh, yeah. commented that i've read that several times for my children yes it's it's popular yeah so so this is night of the living dummy by rl stein he's no dummy lindy names the ventriloquist dummy that she finds slappy Slappy is kind of ugly but he's a lot of fun lindy's having a great time learning to make slappy move and talk But Chris is jealous of all the attention her sister is getting. It's no fair. Why does Lindy have all the luck? Chris decides to get a dummy of her own. She'll show Lindy. Then weird things begin to happen. Nasty things. Evil things. No way a dummy can be causing all the trouble. Or is there? Dude. Seriously. (laughs) And this, this this is your trigger warning. A- Spoiler alerts, if you haven't read this book from 1993 yet, it's about to get spoiled. Uh, Number two is that um, it's scary. There's some scary, there's some moments of terror in here for children, maybe not adults. (laughs) Although I was very hesitant to start reading. I made point to read this in the daytime. Yes, I did the same. I was like, I I read it in my living room Mm -hmm. because I, and I read it on the couch and I read it with, with light and and because I wanted to get it you know, started. And then once I got started, I was like, no, nah, I can oh, read this. Okay. In bed. I'll be it's fine. fine. I mean, there was a, a moment I got a little spooked out that I had to like, okay, it's just a story. And then I put the book down and then I thought someone was in my house. I'm very susceptible to, to, to scary images. I will generally say that I am as well. 
though I, I think we talked about this I think, I yeah. think last year. The scariest thing to me is like not though, you know, creepy people in the houses. It's, it's, but it's definitely not a, a clown or a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, but I got in the mood. I put on a Spotify spooky list. Okay. At like. <laughs> you did this to yourself. <laughs> I was reading it at like 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Be like, Ooh, and then I put on the fog machine. Well, and I did it with like all of my um all of the lights off in my house except for oh. my bedroom. <laughs> okay. Anyway. You did do this to I yourself. Did. I did. I I yeah, and then and just FYI, so kind of exciting news. Goosebumps is being made into a new series. So there was a series back in the 90s, which I tried to watch the dummy, you know, the Night of the Living Dummy, but they didn't have the original book. It did it with book two, but it was kind of terrifying. But they're starting on Disney Plus starting on October 13th. This is not, we are not <gasps> sponsored, but Ooh. yeah, they're going to do Night of the Living Dummy. Episode is number three. Friday the 13th, yes. two in October. Extra, extra, extra spooky. spooky. So just one little other fun fact. So R.L. Stein is the author, which I thought it was a fake pseudonym for a long time. Is it's, it not? It's a real person. I thought it was a goat, like a ghostwriter or like somebody they just collected. Nope. Robert oh, really? Lawrence Stein, 79 years old. Now? Now. Or when he wrote now. this? Now, yeah. Okay. And there's 62 of these original, the Goosebumps series. There's more books that he's written, yeah. but the original like 90s crew, this is this is what it was. These were super controversial. Like, so I, when this came out, I was 12. So I was a little bit over the demographic, but my brother wasn't. He had some Goosebumps books. Yeah, they were like a big deal when I went through, because I think I'm about the same age as yeah. your brother. It was a big deal. I remember seeing one of the, I think it was like the ALA's list of banned books mm -hmm. and Goosebumps is on it. Oh yeah. The, all the, original goosebumps in the, in the 90s it was the 15th most I, contested book really mm -hmm. uh, for pete's sake witchcraft oh. um the occult demonic issues and it, it was scary to young people which it kind of was there was one goosebumps where it's just like a mat a little kid in overalls holding a mask yeah that that shit scared me like yeah. and i didn't read the book i just saw the cover i was like oh no i didn't read them because I I knew I was uh, I was spooked by things like I said a couple of the ghosty book like babysitters clubs or not or not the uh, the <laughs> boxcar children yes there was like one they had to solve a mystery and there was maybe some dark and I was like ooh that's yeah. too much for me but so I did not read these as a kid but now that I'm reading them I you know I don't know I don't think it's I don't it's not horrible but but I, then if I was eight and reading this yeah I would feel very differently in my bed at night with my flashlight or whatever, you know. I will say, I think there's like, a, there's a temporal nature to horror because I remember, I think this is true for movies too. I remember my mom showed us Children of the Corn, which is- that shit was terrifying. Yeah, I but like we watched it and we were like, this is, maybe they, maybe it wasn't Children of the Corn. It was one of the, it was- What's you the talked one about with Pet Freddy Cemetery before. Kruger. Oh. Pet Cemetery is still yeah. terrifying. Nightmare to me. on Elm Street. Yes, that's the one. So Children of the Corn was like, yeah, that kid's real creepy, not into creepy kids. But Nightmare on Elm Street, I think because the CG is like very different than what we had seen. Yeah. You know, I, I just couldn't get, I wasn't very scared by it. No, I remember watching Freddy Krueger when it first came out uh -huh. in the 80s, mm -hmm. probably was 10 shouldn't have been watching it it was scary yeah like johnny depp got sucked into a bed and there was lots of blood That's i do what I remember. remember that scene and my friend my neighbor and i were laughing our asses off but oh, like yeah. but blair I, witch project scared oh my the gosh. shit out of me yes still i i cannot i still can't watch that i can't i cannot watch found footage horror no. films 
I cannot watch anything like The Ring or anything Possession. Like the new Exorcist is coming out. You will not see me at the theater. No. Um, There is on Prime, which I sound like I work. I'm a shell for the, you know, streaming companies at this point. I'm (laughs) not. I think you're just pointing out the topical nature of the wonderful books that we read. But they have a, a new slasher film coming out on Prime for Halloween that's like based on the 80s. So this girl gets um, sucked kind of like back in time to solve a murder that her mom was around in the 80s. And it's like 80s slasher, but with a new spin. So I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah, I, I'd like to see like a modern take on the 80s slasher. Yeah, especially with less misogyny just in general. I remember Ugh. watching it. For, there used to be this thing on um, USA Up all night. And so you would, on the USA channel, they mm-hmm. would have like just TNA type of movies Look and at horror you, movies. Cable. Oh my gosh. Well, what a it, it wasn't at my house. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, we had cable. I'm just kind of. <laughs> rich. She's rich. She's a rich bitch. <laughs> um, but I remember we would watch Up all night, like with, mm-hmm. El- I think it was Elvira. Oh, and, okay. And then I remember there was this one, I'll never forget it. Cause I was like, this feels wrong. Cause it was this girl and she had like a cropped mini top on with no bra Yeah, and you couldn't see anything, but she, the whole time she just shook. And I was watching it like, <laughs> I think that this is an ism. Yeah. <laughs> like this is actually something, I guess I don't necessarily understand either. I don't, I don't understand that this crossover between uh, sort of like why the, the slasher and sort of TNA genres go mm-hmm. together. I remember when we were kids, my mom got this. God, I was in ninth grade. We had a sleepover. My mom picked up some random bargain bin like horror movie for us to watch at the sleepover with mm-hmm. like all my friends. We ended up not watching it. And then a few days later, my mom was like, oh, we'll just watch it as a family. And there was like a full softcore scene yeah. in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, and... Like I did, I didn't watch scary movies, so I was in my room, and all of a sudden, I just hear like a lot of commotion, and I come out into the garage, and my brother and sister are getting to like break apart this VHS tape. <laughs> and I was like, "What happened?" And they were like, "There was like lesbians, and they were oh, doing gosh. it, you know." And of course, that's like the, the spiciest thing to hit Eastern Colorado. Yeah. And <laughs> but I, like I didn't understand at the time, but it does seem very common this like crossover between like mm-hmm. softcore, effectively, and like horror. Yeah. Yeah. People just want to feel all the things at once, I guess. I, yeah. All of the sensations, <laughs> all the feelings, the, all the dopamine, serotonin rush, I guess. I, I gosh, I, I guess. I, I don't know. I, it's, I think it's getting better. Yes. In the eighties and late seventies, very exploitative, I believe. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was, it was not great, but you know what was great, Sam? This book. This, well, well I wouldn't okay. go that far <laughs> But we are going to give me your Sazerac, by the way. <laughs> oh, girl, I drink more than this of this in any ever cocktail. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I was saying, give, give me your Sazerac because I don't, I don't want the penicillin. I'm, I'll take the Sazerac. Oh, uh, drink break. <laughs> Dude, we need to start doing shots before we start talking because, man, I need a shot of scotch and you need a scotch of rye. No. Oh, you need a what? So. Uh, apparently, <laughs> while we were on summer vacation, our tourists <laughs> also went down. It went right out. Oh boy! Yeah, we were we were pretty low energy when we started. Yeah, we're both like, "There was a long day at work," and now we're like, "Woo! <laughs> Give me your salad, let's go! I need another cocktail." <laughs> yeah, this is hitting in such a yeah. way. I'm starting to feel warm all over my body. That is alcohol. That's booze. Oh, Isn't it nice? I'm so happy right now. It's once in a while. Oh, I never do this. Oh, and on a school night. Anyway, treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> it's the season, man. In the words of Donna Meagle, treat <laughs> yourself. Okay. So 
Night of the Living Dummy. Yes. First of all, I'm just saying in general, I'm not a clown person. I'm not no. a doll person. I Well, you're saying no, it doesn't bother you. I'm saying I know it bothers me. Oh, really? Oh, for me? Oh, I'm the opposite. Like, I, mean, I, I guess I get the Pennywise thing because it's like a creepy dude. But did you watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space when you were a kid? <laughs> you know, I did not watch Killer okay. Clowns from Outer I'm Space. I'm just saying I watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which are these demonic terrifying big old chubby amazing looking clowns that look so realistic for the 80s and they come to earth and they're using our population as food and so they like they zap you with a gun that wraps you up in uh, in cotton candy and then they jam a straw into the cotton candy and suck out your blood how how is that like how did how did how is that not camp and it how is you, camp it at is, this point. It is camp. It is camp. But when you are seven watching it, okay, it's fair, not fair, camp. Fair. And they also had a dirty scene with like two clown girls and a guy in a tub, I believe. And they had the their, they had their they had their, their little bitties out. Their, clown. Their clown balloons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> highly recommend you watch it this season because it is. Okay, yeah, I think you'll like it, and it is it is good. So I will tell you, I was deathly scared of. Here's here's a very campy thing that I was very scared of. So there was like a, a on America's Funniest Home Video, there was mm-hmm. like a fake monster that was the pizza monster, which oh. it was just his face was a pizza, and he his I mouth that. had stringy cheeks. Yes, I was so that was really scared scary. of that. Yeah, that was terrifying. And it was supposed to be like a joke. It was like Bob Saget making jokes. No. No, traumatized. Terrifying. I thought that was from a horror film. I'm remembering it. I thought no, it was it's, from- it's. I think it's from America's Funny Some Videos. It was supposed to be a joke. Oh no, that I was did not scary. Like that. No, no. Okay, we're gonna jump into the book now. So we start off with finding out about these two twin girls, Lindy and Chris. Yes. Blonde girls with one long hair, one short hair. Blue eyes, beautiful. Okay, even though that that is the case, I still imagine them as the creepy twins from The Shining. <laughs> I would believe it because of their interests <laughs> and how they act. I was like, uh. So the girls are traipsing around their neighborhood and there's like a house being built next door to them. And so they're like in there and they think they hear something. And it, my first thing that I highlighted in this book, I it was on page six and they're talking, they're walking through and they're like, careful nails. Oh, I and highlighted like, that too. Like, I it's like, tetanus. <laughs> right? It's like, if you step on, if you step on one, you're going to lock John die. And I'm like, when I was a kid, I thought that that was going to be way more prevalent in my life. <laughs> that that would be a, a larger like, factor. Yeah, like tetanus and lockjaw. Frank, I, I, I sympathize to those who are older than us who that that actually was a big concern. But yeah, when I, get, I remember my parents telling us about tetanus because we used to like pal around my grandparents yeah. like farm all the time. Yeah. And so we definitely got tetanus shots. I don't know a single person who's gotten tetanus. No. Or that's like, I don't even really know anybody that stepped on a rusty nail. Oh, Kevin did. Okay, at a of wedding. course. He oh. stepped on a rusty nail. He definitely panicked about it. I, and then we, we definitely did the math of when did you get your last tetanus shot, <laughs> which conveniently I got mine at 10 and now I just do it every decade. Oh, that's super simple. Yeah. Yeah. But he had to go get a booster and oh, he was very upset about it, but he did not get tetanus. So, and, but, and yeah. But also just, I think we should clarify, still get like your tetanus shot. Still yes. get vaccinated for it. I agree. Tetanus shot. Thought that was going to be a bigger deal, yeah. but I just get it there's, and that's it. There's kind of a running gag on like the TikToks right now. People saying, I thought like quicksand was going to be a bigger deal. <laughs> I thought like yes. my friends offering me drugs was going to be a bigger deal. Just I, all this stuff. I love like I finally saw some, some, it was, 
uh, probably some real or some nonsense or a meme that was like, drugs are expensive. I'm not offering random children no. drugs. No. And this is literally <laughs> my favorite time of year where all the, I'm going to just say wackadoos are like, you're, you're, people are putting drugs in your kids' candy. And razor blades. Yeah. yeah. And it's no. like, calm down, do first of all. Single person? I don't know. No. Not that that's exhaustive. It no, isn't. but you can do a quick Google. and People anyway. did tamper with Tylenol at one point. Yeah. But that's Tylenol. I have... I have a terrifying story. Yeah. My aunt used to tell me this story all the time. And this was back in the day before there were tamper-proof seals. And she she got it in her head. I don't know why. I don't remember if it was a dare or whatever, but she she was in her science class and they were dissecting cow eyeballs. Yeah. So she took one with her, mm -hmm. hit it, went to the grocery store, opened up one of the giant mayonnaises that you could get, just put it in there. <sighs> And there was no seals, right? Because it was like in the oh 60s or whatever. God. And ran away. That was probably like formaldehyde. There's probably someone to this day, generationally, their family is afraid of mayo because grandma got an eyeball I in it. I think I saw point. Amari about that. Oh, I'm telling you. Like, again, I'm just happy there's tamper-proof seals now. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I have lots of chemistry thoughts about this, but I'm not going to. Oh, okay. We, we can go on. We, we can make our own. No, no, no. Just like thing? you could have a sterile environment and stuff with the, with the seal. Anyway. Yes. Okay. I love, I love my friends that are so smart. Hi. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, the girls are running around this construction site and Lindy, they hear a sound and like, what was that kind of thing? And then they run out and they look in the dumpster and they find a ventriloquist dummy. Well, first they just see arms and legs and you think maybe did somebody throw away a child? Yeah. Although like. Come on. Um, it can't be that realistic. However, have you seen those real babies? Yes, because my friend has like an obsession with them and like porcelain versions. And then she sends pictures of them to me. And I told her if she sent any more to me that I would definitely mail her the Anne Gettys Celine Dion collaboration yes. book. Yeah. Which she now has. Well. Because she wouldn't stop sending me dumb fuck pictures of realistic baby shapes. Soaps. No, no. These aren't even, These are like... They look like a baby. They're made out of silicon and they move like a baby. They have dangly heads. And I'm on every once in a while I get on the TikTok, the side of TikTok that's into that. And I can't remember the exact name, but people have the whole babies. They'll take them out. Like they name them. They freaking put like, they'll, they zhuzh them up with like individually placed like eyebrow hairs and just like, it is so interesting. No, I did not know this was a thing. I yeah. thought we just had Tamagotchis. No, no, no. This is like a whole thing. Anyway, I'll send you some TikToks because it's fascinating. Every time you open a sentence with, <laughs> did you know there's a corner of TikTok that is obsessed with blank? I lose faith in society. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. The number of times Beth at work is like, oh, did you know that in this corner of blank talk that people are really into this? <laughs> I have a problem. So anyway, Lindy is like so stoked to find this ventriloquist dummy. And like people literally are getting pumped for her, which I think is the weirdest part of the story. I, yeah, I think that's the sign that it was written by a, an, a 60 at the time, like a 60 year old man. They were like, he was like, oh, you know what kids like these days? Ventriloquist I mean, dummies. I, I feel like ventriloquist had a moment, right? Back in the day. But, 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 but the, it, it's like the same time that there was like variety shows on television. Yeah, but this is like the early 90s. And so it's were like- Were they back in the 90s? No, but I just think there wasn't internet. Like uh, what else are you going to do to be entertained? You know, Not find the weird quarters of TikTok. <laughs> no, you don't get that luxury, you know? <laughs> you will have to be your own weird corner. Yes, that's exactly what these girls do. They named the doll Slappy. Which already I thought that was appropriate. 
I mean, yeah, but it's still, it's, it goes in line with them being creepy. Like oh, they're creepy girls. Sure. These children are, even their parents are like a little creeped out by them. Yeah. Like the mom's like, please stop talking about the damn dummy. <laughs> well, and it's, and so like Lindy, the one sister, and then Chris, the other sister, she's just like, well, I want a dummy now. And then the parents are like, well, you guys can share. And Lindy's like, oh, hell to the no. I'm not sharing with my sister, which relatable. Listen, I don't want slumpy dummy seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, ca- I get it. I get it. I get it. it. I get well, it. Lindy's also really not sharing at this point. No, she's they're she both is. snatches to each other. So uh, you you don't have a sister. No, my sister and I were really terrible to one another. But there are some things that I feel like we just didn't do. Yeah, and like this this like fighting over a thing. Absolutely, yeah. that's a hundred percent that. Well, I think we'll come to a point later in the book. Oh yeah, where it's just like we're no. like. Too Even far. my sister was like down to try to scare me and we were down to try to like jump out of corners or or like tease each other about like some perceived weakness. But these girls are terrible to each yeah. other. Yeah. They're really nasty. Really nasty. So I don't know how it happens, but the next day the dad finds another dummy at a, a pawn shop named Mr. Wood, which again, creepy, creepy. Like also, where's this excessive ventriloquist dummies coming from? (laughs) Were there like three haunted circuses in town, and they were like, "Oh, they're offload." So, (laughs) where are they coming from? Yeah, and almost immediately, the girls are noticing like at night the the dolls are moving, like things are changing. Which I'm sorry, I mean, I don't want to be sound bad, but white people things because it's like I literally, (laughs) if I put a doll in one spot. And I woke up the next day and it, my parents hadn't been in the room and it was moved to a different spot and was smiling at me immediately. No, it's gone. A hundred percent. You're not getting another, you're not getting another chance. Maybe this is rich white people things, but the minute, like, I'll be, I'll be honest. I don't, I think we've talked about this before in other like ghosty books. I don't believe it a lot. You know, like I'm a scientist. I'm like, oh, logically, I don't fuck with spirits. I don't fuck with I don't, demonic stuff the unknown nope yeah i'm not curious <laughs> no i mean like i'll do an ouija board whatever but like something like this no Immediately, i don't want to no. find out no i don't want to know no i i because it, if you do find out that that's real you're done and now, cemetery and yes yes it's over Ugh. okay no. the girls are both like in this mad dash to become the best ventriloquist artists ever which i remember years back there was a little girl that was on factor x or x factor thank you yeah and she was i don't watch that show but i saw a clip of her doing her little ventriloquist thing freaked me the fuck out and i was like absolutely not this is truly a race to the bottom yeah i was like i'm not i'm not that and this is a live real human girl and i was like you're throwing your voice yeah i'm out so I remember thinking it was really cool as a kid, like, cause I think I saw I, on a talent show or something like that. I, I thought I like saw that somebody, you know, did the ventrilo- ventriloquist. I mean, yeah. I, I also came up in the age of like Jeff Dunham. Oh yeah. Which he's also kind of eh, problematic. Gross. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I sort of came up and I always thought that that was an interesting talent though. I never thought that, you know, I, I never thought that like Jeff Dunham was cool. <laughs> Really? He's not the epitome? No, I was like, well, that's an interesting skill. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can appreciate the skill. Yeah. And the t- and and what it takes to like get good because both Truly. of these girls like really jump into it and they're trying to learn. Lindy is excelling. She was made for this. She was actually very good. And honestly, it sounds like she was a natural comedian. Yes. There was a couple points in the book, I have to say, where I wasn't <laughs> there was the point where um I think Chris tells Lindy, I got asked to go to the um to the talent show to oh, do yeah. the initial. And I didn't maybe I missed that part in the book, but where she got asked. But I just kept thinking, oh, these girls are like actually just lying to each other. Mm-hmm. But they actually, these yeah. things did happen. And, yeah. and they were like natural sort of comedians and and very, like very funny. Lindy much more so than Chris. There's a point yeah. where Chris invites her little pseudo boyfriend, whatever, Cody over to like listen to her act. He was my favorite. He really honestly was the voice of reason oh in this gosh. whole experience. He literally like, she's like, is this funny? He's like, no. <laughs> Can you do this? She's like, no, you need to do that. And there's a point where like, um, she's like trying out all these different jokes on him stuff. He's like, she's like, what do you think? He's like, I think I have to go home. (laughs) And I was just like, yes, yes. Immediately. Like what would be more terrifying is you go to dinner at a friend's house and you know, after dinner, they're like, oh, I'm going to get dessert. And they bring out a ventriloquist dummy to like, oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be like, I'm sorry. My mom called the streetlights are on. I have to go home. Like worst day ever. I yeah. I mean, I, so I, I guess what we should say is to the um, I'm surely I'm largely so sorry, yes. Norwegian <laughs> ventriloquist <laughs> since number one. What we were number five hundred and no, Nor- we were like number one seventy four in Norway on a chart at some so point. So to the Norwegian ventriloquists out there who are uh, enthusiastically listening to this podcast, I definitely appreciate what you do. I think it's very cool, and especially if you mix it with comedy, that's very good. Mm-hmm. If I saw a 12-year-old doing it, I'd be like, yeah, fuck no, I'm out of mm-hmm. here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Honestly, if I saw an adult doing it, I'd be like, no. <laughs> no. Like, I paid for a comedy show. I'm I'm not watching I mean, watching it can this. be fun if you're, like, using it. I think it's funny if there's, like, a juxtaposition, which is, like, why the things that Jeff Dunham did, the parts that were funny and not just, like, gross racist jokes hidden behind a puppet yeah. were, like, funny. Because yeah. you, can, you can have that effectively. You get to write that banter with yourself. Yes. Yes. It's a it's a it's a two person one woman show. I I'll give you that, but not a fan still. It's just the analysis here. Yes. It's like it helped it. But I, if I'm a 12 year old side side of just like I'm going home. I'm going home. Yeah. Um so anyway, so Chris is trying to improve her act. She's like I'm going to I'm going to get a joke book or you know, all of this stuff that a kid would do. I mean, props for research, but yeah. Yeah, so uh Chris is invited to like run the talent show and be like the host or whatever. So eventually she asks she actually asks her sister to help improve her act and the sister's kind of like I got to go to a party. I've booked a gig. And so they they get together and like yeah. a couple of their friends are there and like they're doing something and Woody slaps Chris and like his voice starts being weird and she's blaming Lindy. She's like, I'm not doing it. And then she kind of runs off. And the next night, like um, Chris is here, some sounds and she goes down into the kitchen and all of the food has been tossed out of the, out of the refrigerator. She really was into collecting like uh, trash costume jewelry <laughs> and it's like all on the floor. It's all <laughs> over Mr. Wood who's sitting there, the little yeah. dummy who's sitting there smirking. And so she's freaked out. She's like, I have a possessed dummy. Yeah. And she's super freaky. Yeah. Which now she goes and tells mom and mom is like, what the hell happened to my kitchen? Yeah. Which is the correct response. You're blaming it. I mean, I so I did actually feel like a certain amount of sympathy because Chris was genuinely convinced at this point yeah. that Mr. Wood was doing things and 
she did the thing that she's supposed to do, which is to go tell an adult. Yep. And the adult was like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Please stop talking yeah. about the dummies. And at this point, mom is pissed. Yeah. She's like tired of them fighting, tired of them. Everything's a competition. Now it's a ventriloquism competition, which I cannot literally think of any Thing worse worse. competition yeah i mean like maybe uh like uh, i don't know i can't think of i can't think of much right now but yeah. i definitely <laughs> can't think of a worse competition than this and she's just tired of it at yeah. this point like now they've Over wrecked it. her house they've yeah. wrecked her kitchen yeah she Wreck- has no peace no peace none okay so chris is like decides to get dressed up because one of her teachers is like going away and they talk about what she's wearing and it is a Betsy Johnson skirt. Can't beat that. And it's <laughs> and a silk blouse, which as soon as as soon as it says silk blouse, I blouse, I had a flashback to seventh grade and people wearing silk button down shirts with a vest over the top. And I was like, I always wanted, I always wanted a silk shirt. I always, but they were expensive. And it was just like, it was my fantasy. I have one and I can tell you it is like, it's kind of unruly. Yeah. I have one now as an adult. I also did have a vest. Do you want to guess what was on that vest? No. What was it? Yes, you do. You know. Was it horses? Okay. <laughs> you know, you of know what's on that Of course it was fest. horses. And we're with a tan mock turtleneck underneath. Oh my gosh. I I actually had a lot of vests in the early 90s. Like I was I was into it. This was 2001. Okay. Well, you know, fashion <laughs> takes a minute to get to all the corners and crevices. <laughs> Eastern Colorado took a while. But so, Betsy Johnson, I know I I had like a good I had a, a sort of like epitome of 90s like girly culture anyway the girls have cleaned up the kitchen they've agreed to like pay for the food that was damaged because mom's basically like both dummies are gonna go away they lindy finally fesses up to her sister hey it's been me the whole time that's been doing all this stuff yeah when she got to that point i just thought that is so cruel like to to yeah to scare your sister once or to do like a creepy thing once is one thing but to like maintain like a multi-week ruse and like almost drive your sister to a well, psychotic I mean, break gaslighting the crap out of her i know like another uh, level my sister and i were not always nice to each other i mean we're rednecks i feel like all of our like there was like a physical like let's go out we're fat about it sort mm-hmm. of like bent to like all of our issues but we were not this terrible. No, this is off. This is terrorizing. It's like mental, the mental side of it. It's yeah. not just like, oh, this it, will be over. And it's like your twin too. Like kind of, it's just kind of messed up. So yeah, I mean, <sighs> yeah. we shouldn't, we shouldn't put extra like force on a twins that they had to like their siblings or something. No, but, but like, maybe not be like sadistic. That's yeah. I, Lindy I'm was kind of, yeah. She's like, you're a copycat. I'm going to, I'm going to break your spirit. I'm going to break your mental like load. I felt so bad for Chris because she really was, she really did she believe everything try. her sister yeah. said. Well, turn of events, a couple days later, Chris is, I don't know, Cameron, where she's like changing Woody or judging him up. I don't remember. She finds a little brown piece of paper in his, in his pants or his shirt or whatever, opens it up. Some language she doesn't know. Just um, starts. Goi goi five um, goi goi five is, what is that? That's Jackie Chan adventure. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, no, Sorry. this is like. Yeah, it, yeah. She, it, I, I'm not going to read the incantation. Me cause either, because I have. What do you have in your house? Cats I don't know. and. Your know. cat's already terrorizing my lap right now. <laughs> so <laughs> we don't need more of that. But I just thought, like, I mean, again, kid logic, but I was just like, I would never start just saying the thing out loud. And as soon as she says it, boom, the dummy comes alive. I'm going to I'm going to level with you here. Yeah. I'm very stupid. I would have absolutely <laughs> said it. I would have been like, 
Uma Goy Goy Five what is this? And then I probably would have Googled it. No Google back then, though. Just just no. say incantations and see how it goes. You know. So I, I actually um, this maybe this belongs earlier, but I did actually look up how much money Lindy was making oh, for course. each gig. Yeah, because that's what you do. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually. Let me tell you what fifty five dollars in nineteen ninety three is almost one hundred and sixteen bucks. Okay, she was making, making out of two gigs. She was actually making quite a chunk of change. That's like three Starbucks coffees right now. Yeah, good on her. Good on her. Mr. Wood is now alive. Chris at first thinks that she just sees him blink. Then um, they decide to invite their elderly neighbors over for a little little ventriloquist night. And Chris is going to do her whole like her whole spiel before the big um Well, the show. parents kind of push this one. The, I mean, pa- yeah. the kids, like, especially Chris was like, I'm not ready. I don't want to do this. And the parents really push them to like do their act. Yeah. And they're like, sing, kids. I mean, yeah. Dance, kids. That's true. So but, but Lindy kills it. She's yeah. she kills it because she has the timing. Like they've at this point come up with a rap, all kinds of stuff. Now, Chris, Chris, Chris is having some troubles because Woody comes out and he's just insulting everyone. Okay, so I have to admit that this is uh the point where I wrote on my margin LMAO actually funny. Because like the insult I was like, I love an insult comic. Okay. I thought this was hilarious. The the idea of a I'm sorry, this is terrible, but the idea of a tiny white girl rapping with a dummy. Yeah, that's a lot. Like the that's a lot. Fucking worse. Yeah. But like an insult comic dummy fantastic shitting on the old guys <laughs> next door love it if they if they insulted me i would love that more oh I my love gosh an comic bianca del rio oh. ventriloquist dummy all okay. for them. i actually would watch that yes. i would watch that yes um it, yeah i mean i know it was mean but it was also actually funny yeah well and then they were kind of like hey you might want to work on your act this isn't really hitting well and then it got kind of mean well and then the next day at the at the concert or whatever the talent show homegirl goes after the art teacher or drama teacher and she's a, she's a chunky woman and it's yeah. merciless like that just was real cruel. bad that was cruel so you i mean i thought the joke about you're a nice looking dummy too is like That's hilarious yeah. yeah but they went really far she went or woody went really far with with the drama teacher well, and then worse than that he like up chucks oh yeah bile <laughs> Like over all of them, which at this point, I'm like, frankly, this is the point where the the adults in the room have failed Chris. Oh, absolutely. Because no dummy is going to projectile vomit for more than, I mean, it's, it goes on and on and on and on. It reminds me of, did you ever see the movie Stand By Me? Yes. It's the pie eating competition. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lard ass at the pie eating competition. Just spewing cherries over everybody. I, yeah. Yeah. But this was a dummy. And so it's like, this kid didn't rig up a a tubing and a this and a that. You literally could check for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was, at this point, all the adults in the room have failed Chris. Yes. Because she's obviously the victim of something. Something's happening for sure. Yeah. The other thing about this is if you have a, a, a kid who is like, maybe I'm naive. Children can be monsters. Yeah. But if you have a kid that, you know, is all of a sudden the dummy is saying these things and it's not in like, yeah, at, you know, not in character for this child. Like that it's straight up known. sadistic. Yeah. Maybe you take a moment. Yeah. And you say, hey, hey. Chris, 
What's going on? Is your dummy possessed? <laughs> Did you say a, uh, an enchantment that may have awoken their spirit? Are you having a psychotic break because <laughs> your sister straight up like mentally twisted abused you? Yeah. Mm. Girlfriend is suspended. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we don't want you back. Like, you, um, you puked eggs on us. And they're like, it's called it's, the art teacher. It's fat. done. It's done. And so Mr. Powell's like, this has gone too far. The dad's like, we're, we're taking him back to the pawn shop. And so um, Chris locks him in the closet, except it doesn't have a lock, but it has a closing door. And <sighs> bad things come to be. Well, it's, at some point, um, Mr. Wood decides to spring to life and is walking around, terrifying, because those little, little feet. Yeah, there's footsteps. They hear no, footsteps. No, I know that, but I'm just imagining, sorry, that, that face, which you cannot <laughs> see because this is an audio medium, uh, was <laughs> me going, oh, God. It just, <laughs> I can hear the little patter of like little, little feet coming near you. Ooh. And so, of course, Chris decides to investigate. Again, me, I'm putting the covers over my head and just hoping for the best. Oh, that was my MO with uh, when I was scared that aliens were going to come up and abduct me. They can't get you if the covers are over the head. I mean, that's, that's. That perfectly makes sense Logic. to me. That is very logical. <laughs> so now, like, she's waking up her sister and they're like, oh my gosh, she's actually alive. And Mr. Wood is is like, he's like, I'm gonna, you guys are my slaves now. Like, you're my slaves forever. So correct me if he he, he talked a lot about this. Yeah. Mr. I'm, I'm just criticizing Mr. Wood's approach yeah. here. You're good, you are my slaves now. I am, I have all these magic powers. Doesn't doesn't he, use him. He does not back it up. No, I'm just saying the argument feels a little bit weak. He's Although, very strong. He's strong because the girls in, they, right out they get in a big fight with him. Yeah, and he's trying to get out, and they're chasing him. And but he faces, writes a lot of checks that his little no, wooden ass cannot cash. No. And yes, so he <laughs> he kicks Chris in the stomach, and then the yeah. girls grab him. And I love this because like hold him, you pull his head off, and the girls try to decapitate him. <laughs> yeah. And then, then they try it with scissors, too. Yeah, nothing's working. And it's like, oh, I know what we're going to do. We're going to bury him alive in a suitcase. <laughs> so they put him in a suitcase, take him next door. And it's like nighttime now. I'm just picturing these girls like with this thing rustling in a suitcase, digging a hole, shoving it in, and then thinking they, they've escaped. If I have learned anything, again, from the uh, most accurate horror film of our generation, Pet Cemetery. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Burying anything does not fix the problem and, in fact, can only make it worse. Mm -hmm. It is then empowered by the earth. That is very true. That is very true because, first of all, this little sucker is in a suitcase buried under earth. And the girls are like, they're exhausted. They go back to bed. You know, they think everything's great. And then they, they wake up and realize he's freed himself. How does and they're waiting for them. Out? Exactly. How does the little fucker get out? Not just get out of a suitcase, but it's like, it's hard to dig through soil. I, I'm just going to assume that they did not bury him deep enough. But also, again, burying to anything Doesn't, in a horror movie. In a horror, specifically, okay? Fixes nothing. No. So homeboy's back. He's like, I'm going to make you my slaves. Unfortunately, mom and dad are both gone. The girls are like, please don't leave to go to the store. And they're like, <laughs> we're going. <laughs> they're like, we've had enough of your dumb shit. We need a date. We need some us time. Yes. We're so tired. We're so tired. You guys have put us through misery for the last 12 years. They're like, chuck the keys at each other. Like, all right, bye. Well, this is the point where this is actually the most disturbing point in the book because Mr. Wood, to show he's serious and that the girls are going to be his slaves, he attacks the family dog. That's, I literally chokes him out. Nothing I cared about in this whole book until you can can read this from across the room. 
122. Not the dog. Not the dog. <laughs> yeah. It was awful. Yes. It was so bad. And so they they somehow got got him off of my can't remember what happened exactly because i was honestly a little traumatized by the dog yes i uh, know 100 i was reading very quickly at this yeah, point i was just like oh but yeah. the girls like there's the next door because again they're building this mansion and they have steam not one but two steamrollers and so the girls decide to to get it's a rich neighborhood it's a rich neighborhood the <laughs> girls decide to to throw mr wood under the steamroller and the dog like gets out at the same time yeah, so then there's like, like running towards the steamroller. oh steam my gosh roller. it was, it too was much. i i was like this is a children's book yeah, it's too much. but also uh other books so I, I i talked about this last night with kevin as i was going to bed uh I, I I personally for this podcast have a no dogs die yeah which means we are never doing no. the, where the red fern grows no and if you don't know how that ends you consider yourself lucky actually well now you know yeah oh yeah spoiler alert for a book that was written in what the sixties or fifties <laughs> you probably were forced to read at school at some point yeah no dogs no no dogs die I I thought that that was about to be in danger here yeah yeah very stupid but thankfully. The dog well, sur- it, it survives. Exactly. Mr. Wood. So the girls are dragging basically the dog and the and the do- doll outside. The dog gets out of the grip. They're going to get him to the steamroller. The first steamroller is missing. He's like, ha ha. And then the second steamroller flattens his ass. And then a little puff of, you know, green, because that's the universal sign for a possessed spirit. Smoke goes up into the air. Yes, I saw it in, in Ghostbusters. It is correct. Yeah, 100%. And so it crushes him to death. The girls are like, yay. Unfortunately for the steamroller, he <laughs> thought he hit a small child because he heard a pop. And so yeah, he's he like, I killed a kid. I killed a kid, which is awful. Again, yeah. thankfully, like he didn't. So he's less traumatized now. But I can only imagine trying to go back to work after the thought of like that all happening. And so Lindy and Chris and and Barky, the dog, Barky, go back home. They're so excited. And they're like, we're finally free. We're finally free. They get back to their room and Slappy is waiting for them. And he asks them if the other dummy is gone. <sighs> yeah, because apparently Umo Goigai opened up also like it just awoke all the dummies yeah. in the house. And what he says is, hey, slave, problematic. Uh, is the other guy gone? I thought he'd never leave. End of story. I'm traumatized. Which... Also brings in a question like, was all the things that, that Lindy claimed, yes. was that actually... I know. Yeah. Was she possessed? Was she... Because re- again, it was real dark. So I'm I'm leaning towards like girlfriend was influenced. That's a good... That's a good... Uh, I think that's better than, wow, she was she's just, just a utter dick. shit to yeah. her sister. No, I think she's probably influenced because some of that stuff like, who would even think to do that? I really like the idea that like... 20 years down the road they're sitting around at the family reunion and their kids are playing and they're like you know chris is like remember that one time you gaslit me terribly (laughs) oh my gosh so remember that time you were a complete and utter fucking psychopath like those were the days ah yeah i hope chris gets gets help yes i mean both of them need help it's very red rum like you know it's very like oh you guys you guys have gone too far um, there's maybe some attachment disorder happening. I don't know. Like the competition's Deadbeat at another parents. level. Yeah. Like we need to get some, some therapy. Yeah, um, for sure. You're putting way too much into dolls. 
Um, and but also the fact that now they have to get rid of yet a second. I know. Who I feel is going to be much stronger because he comes back in like six books. Like there's I mean, a lot more of these. To be fair, I'm pretty sure this is slappy on the cover, not even like I know, Mr. That's, it Wood. is slappy on the cover. So yeah, slappy's, I don't know. Slappy's a dick. So overall, what were your feelings? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I thought this book was stupid. Okay. So it was not my favorite. Okay. I like mostly was upset about the sisterly dynamic. Yeah. I felt like this was definitely a sister's book written about by by a, a man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. There are like antagonistic relationships between sisters. My sister and I honestly are like two very different people, but I still love her and I would never do that. That's pretty far. Yeah. I so I think Kid me would have hated it because it was scary. Mm-hmm. I liked the story in general for a kid, like for a scary kid book. It was like, oh yeah, it was good. It wasn't too scary. Uh, no, it was just scary enough and just freaky enough. It was okay. Like you know, it was okay. I, the dog thing really bothered me <laughs> unnecessarily. So I don't know. It was just like no, completely necessarily. Like that part was the part where I was like, oh no, it yeah. cannot possibly go here, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like out of all the books we've read, this is in in the bottom for me as far as like fun factor. I I would say that I give this like, I don't know, two scary clowns. Out of how many are there? A hundred. A whole circus. (laughs) It gets two. I think that there's, again, I think it's a really fun kid book. If I had kids at Halloween, I would probably read this. And like, yeah. then I would probably put a, you know, ventriloquist dummy in their room in the middle of the night. So when they woke up, they were like freaking. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this, that's the shit my parents used to pull. Like yeah. at one point I was scared about something. I think I was really scared of Bigfoot. And we had this like macrame owl in our oh house gosh. as decoration. And mm-hmm. my dad took it out because we weren't like cleaning our room or something. And my dad took the macrame owl out and put it up against the window while we were like, it was the most traumatic, terrifying event of my childhood. Okay. Other than the pizza man. Okay. Well, yeah. I Okay. I do want to say, for the record, I wouldn't do that to a small child. I would do that to a, a tween. Oh. Because their neurons are not firing the same as little, little kids. I was like five. Okay. Yeah. It was little. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just want to say that for the record. Because it's like, I'm on one side of TikTok where um, there's there's people do pranks on their kids and stuff. And like some people are like, hey, let's not do trauma to children. And I'm like, oh, I could kind of see where having like there's because a lot of people do like Halloween photo shoots. Yeah. And so the kids are sitting there and then a oh, scary thing will come behind them and then no. they scream and run. And I'm like, oh, trauma response. But I, I like the one where the, like they give the kids the avocados. That's old. It's a, yeah. There's a vine. Yes. That's hilarious. There was one where people were cracking eggs on their kids heads and the kids would be like, ow, you know, why yeah, did no. you do that? So I, I like the fun pranks where yeah. everybody laughs. I like them when they throw the uh, American cheese on the babies. Okay. And it sticks. Violet. And the babies are all like, Because ah! <laughs> it's just like I'm lactose intolerant. I think it's hilarious because oh the kids gosh. are always like, ah. And then they do it to cats too. And the oh. cats are like, freeze. Yeah. So that, But nobody's getting hurt by getting yeah. some American cheese getting, on you. And nobody's getting like. A, having a trauma response that they may have to go to therapy for later on in life. <laughs> I probably really should just see somebody about the damn macrame owl. But oh my gosh. Here we are. Here we Instead, are. Instead, I just avoid horror. There we go. There we go. So anyway, yeah, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, our, our coworker, Boyana, she said she's like read it with all her kids. I imagine her kids freaking love this. Oh, yeah. 
Like her, her sons probably thought this was like the best. Uh, Yeah. You know, on a like, I'm going to give it five out of 10 candy corns. Okay. It's like, it's good. Not great book. Yeah. It's a candy corn where it has a place. Oh, I actually like candy corn, but, uh, it has a place. Yeah. Actually, do you know what's better than candy corn? What? Those little pumpkins. I know they're made out of the same stuff, but somehow the size makes it change. Uh, but it's not like the worst thing, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it has a place. Yeah. Like candy corn. Yeah. It has a place. Yes. Okay. I th- I think that that's great. So, yeah. yeah. So, there we go. Our spooky season book is done. I, I'm I sad that I wasn't a little bit more scared, but I'm going to watch the season. I'm going to watch just the episode of the dummy one on uh, Friday the 13th or whenever it comes out. I will be at a conference, but I will join you at some point for it. Okay. But I will not watch it by myself and I will not watch it at night. Okay. That's Even if fair. I know it's for children, I still will not watch it at night. Yeah, I did watch um, not the new Haunted Mansion, but Eddie Murphy's Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. And I watched it at dusk and it mm. was too much. You know and what? I was like, that's embarrassing. I had to say part of my um, I, sexual awakening sounds too much, but my like, romantic <laughs> awakening as a child uh-huh. was definitely the scene with Christina Ricci and Casper the oh, Friendly Ghost yeah. where he becomes like a real boy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've been trying this uh, hol- this holiday, this spooky season to watch um, a, a scary movie every day. Mm-hmm. But like sc- scary, quote unquote scary. A Halloween movie. A Halloween movie. So like the first time I watched, the first night I watched Practical Magic. Oh, I love it's, like, that movie. And like the Hocus movie. Pocuses. I watched a Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, you know, just just to make me feel like I'm in the the festive mood yeah. of, 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 of spooky, um, but not like of like terror. Yeah. Like I made the mistake of, I was watching, um, I may have been on my favorite social media app and sometimes like trailers come up and I started watching one and then it became a scary trailer. And then I was not happy. So I, we have can't mentioned even this do that. before, but I cannot watch the paranormal activity trailers. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. too much. What is, so then I love Practical Magic. Yes. The, the margarita love scene it. is yes. joy to me. Lime in the Coconut is one yes. of my favorite songs because it's of that. It's so good. It's so good. It's, that's what I imagine like as I become an older woman that like mm-hmm. that would be the ideal to be like Diane Wiest. Oh, yeah. Just like making lines and just make up margs. Yeah. Midnight margaritas. Yeah. What a dream. Uh, I always watch Hocus Pocus. Yes. I love Hocus Pocus. Love Hocus Pocus. Rocky Horror. Yep. What are What are your like favorite halloween movies i love um the worst witch ever uh-huh starring um tim curry and fariza bollock i can't remember her name she's in the craft mm-hmm. and it's about a girl named mildred who's a witch and he sings his called song called anything could happen on halloween which is chef's kiss masterpiece tim curry is a dream he's, he's amazing he's really wonderful um i love the craft the original one like we watched that when i was in I want to say middle or high school. Yeah. If I'm really feeling like a scary movie, I really like this movie called um, Devil Mm -hmm. about people trapped in an elevator. Uh, That's creepy. It's super creepy, but it's like, for whatever reason, it doesn't, it doesn't scare me, scare me. And then if I want to watch a modern slasher, I'll sometimes watch the original Screams, like Scream 1, Scream 2. And I've watched them enough now where I don't get scared, scared, but I also don't watch them at night. So... I love for my like favorite horror movie mm-hmm. is honestly like signs. Oh gosh. I, I know it's stupid, but I love it so much. It's so good. I, I think, just think that's funny that you call that horror. <laughs> well, but it's like spooky. It's I suspense. Think it, it is suspenseful. I, so I, what I think, I, so I like a monster movie, mm-hmm. but not like, I don't like CG monsters. I think what's so scary about signs and I'll add to that is also Cloverfield is mm-hmm. the same way. 
I love Cloverfield. It's such a good movie. Um, is that they don't ever really feature the monster in a way that makes it super discernible. And it also yeah. means that the CG like is, the it, C- is yeah. like a bit covered. And honestly, that's how you would see it. If this was like really happening, mm-hmm. that like scene where the, where, <laughs> where the like alien oh, yeah. walks through the birthday party yeah. is like, Vominos children, Vominos. <laughs> that's like, that's yeah. how you would see it. Yeah. It's like a creepy ass, like something. camera movie off somebody's iPhone or some shit. Though mm-hmm. so iPhones are better than whatever was that was recorded yeah. off of, you know? So, but that's how you would see it. I yeah. love that. There's like yeah. a realism in it that I love. Okay. I'd give you that. That I, actually makes it scary for me. Uh, yes. I think that it could really, not that it could really happen. Maybe though. But it, may, but it puts big. it in a, in a space where it, it does could, feel like. It feels like, more real. It feels yes. like it's a real thing. This is how it would happen. Yes. I need to add to my list is a movie called The Monster Squad. Because when you said monsters, uh-huh. Monster Squad is about this. It's kind of like Goonies on uh-huh. Halloween. So it's about these kids that like, I don't know, something happens, some amulet is disturbed and like all of yes. these classic classic uh, monsters are awoken like Swamp Thing, the oh. mummy, Dracula. And it, That's they, amazing. they ascend on this town and the kids have to fight it. And it's like the boys are, I mean, cause I watched it when I was probably like seven or eight. And so the boys are like tween guys. And it was just like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. And <laughs> it was just enough scary. And I don't know. It was, it was, it's a, it's a really good, they have a lot of those movie montages where they have the music and the kids are like making steaks and love that shit. Doing like melting down silver to make bullets. And oh, so freaking good. It's good. I love this time of year. It's so fun. Me too. Our, our, uh, our go-to in our house is uh, every year. This is when we, I know it's been a while since it's been released, but we, this is when we watch whatever current season of what we do in the shadows mm. is, because oh, I I've just never seen love it, but, that so okay. much. Okay. I'll touch. Is that the vampires yes. with Michelle? It's so funny. Okay. It's so good. Yeah. There, there, there's an original, the movie it's is Taika Waititi. Okay. And he like, they release, um, they, they are these monsters that are monsters. They're these vampires that are trying to live in modern society mm. and they're like catching up with technology mm-hmm. and they're, you know, just trying to like exist. And it's, just very so comical. Good. I feel like a new one for rotation for me is Wednesday. I so I saw like the dance and yeah. everything because that kind of hit all this yeah. stuff. It looks like good. Yeah, I, it's I, good. I saw. I watched the series. It was really good. Yeah, like Chris. What Christine Gwendolyn's in it? Or Gwendolyn Chris? Christine. I don't know who. She, she played Brienne of Tarth. Oh yes, yeah, she's yeah. in it. Yes, she's in it. And so yeah, yeah, I, I, it, would, it, I think yeah. I'd like it. I think you would too. Yeah, there's just I don't know. I love it this time of year. I also kind of sometimes like to watch the the stupid Hallmarky corny, like Love in the Pumpkin Patch with Shannon Doherty. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I will be watching. Do you do the bingo sheet with it? Or oh whatever? my gosh, no, but I probably should. But so for next month, get your books ready because we are reading uh, Where the Sidewalk Ends. I freaking love Shel Silverstein. Yeah, I so I know nothing about the man except bald with a beard on the back of a book. This is correct, and also wrote so many countercultural and like weird things. Like, uh, we'll talk. I'm I'm sure we'll talk about this next month. But he wrote a boy named Sue by Johnny Cash. Oh, have you? I don't even know. I barely have, know who Johnny Cash is. Honestly, I, I know country's not your. Oh, for, I'm sorry. What I, do you mean you barely know? I saw the documentary slash autobiography thing from Drew, not Drew Barrymore, from Are Reese Witherspoon. Are you talking about, no, that's not, Walk oh the line. my God, no, okay. I'm so sorry, Sam, to disappoint you. I know he's singing okay. in jail. It happens. Yeah. He did sing, yes, he's singing in jail. <laughs> 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 did you- <laughs> 
So next, anyway, next month is going to be a so cultural explosion. <laughs> it's going to be like some country, some yeah. counterculture. <laughs> if you're enjoying Boozy Book Reports and would like to support the show, you can share episodes with your friends and family. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Boozy Book Reports or leave us a positive review and rating. All of those things help us grow. Our theme music was created by The Finley Ghost. Check out their latest album now. Thank you and happy reading.